This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hello, this is Marco Chesero and welcome to Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 127 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I am your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show and thank you for tuning in on your long run when you're just cleaning around the house. Commuting. Walking dogs. Whatever. Maybe. Yes. We are so glad you're with us and so glad that you keep coming back week after week. And I'm going to give a special shout out. Um, Oh. Yeah. We've noticed a bunch of folks have started following us on Facebook. Facebook. Yes. There is. Likers. I I, I can't. I'm no expert at the Facebook. At the Facebook? Yeah. Like the Google? At the Facebook. I know it's just Facebook. It's cleaner. Right? Right. Or whatever. But whatever he says in that movie or whatever. (laughs) But. Following versus liking our page. Yeah, we got to figure out what the difference is and uh, we'll know a little more. But in the meantime, if you're following our page, go ahead and click that thumbs up button. Like it. We we can see you more readily. Become more involved with us. Yeah. Right? This is like casual, you're casually following us. Come, Come to the back of the pack. Yeah, commit. Yes. Party's back here. Yeah, let's go. Party so, with us, the back of the pack. So all you followers, click that like button. Yeah, come on. Commit. Okay? Commit. We but love you. We do. Come and, on. And, and, and that said, we're just happy to have you, and thank you for following. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great show. We do. We have an awesome show coming up. We, of course, have the running segment of our show where we talk about our training updates because it was not a travel week. For Co- us? Correct. No travel week. Did some training. and However, we did connect to an incredible person during the eat portion of our show. We will share an amazing interview with you. Yes. We teased it last week. We got it. So on this week's episode, we are going to be talking to Juliana Heber, the plant-based dietitian. Yes. We are so excited. We like to think of her as a friend of the show. We've had her on yes. before. She is the co-author of the Healthspan Solution, which is our kitchen Bible, basically. We've oh, been cooking we, our we, way through that book for months. We cook out of that a lot. But we have found an amazing resource that Juliana provides in her website. Yes. Plantbaseddietitian.com has yeah. some amazing recipes. She shared one in her social media feed last week. I saw it and said, oh, I got to try that. Yes. You sent it to me. I think you texted me and said, we're having this this week. A-S-A-P. And I've made it now, not even exaggerating, I've made this dish three times. It's so good. So we are going to talk with her a little bit about why go plant-based, and then talk specifically about this dish. We celebrated by having a great pint locally to wrap up our week. We did. And we're returning to a place that we have been before. Mm -hmm. But it is great to see that they have reopened. Awesome. So happy. Under these current circumstances. Yeah. They're now open for on-premises consumption and they now have yes. food offerings because mm-hmm. like we talked 
uh, on a previous episode and in some of our Facebook lives. We do on the lives. We talk quite frequently about these local updates. Yeah. Here in Florida, many breweries are having to convert their licensing. And Uh our friends at Coastal Days Brewing. What? What? Sorry. an amazing beer. And we just might actually have a couple of them to talk about. A little bit excited. Because we, we talked about one of their beers on a Facebook and Instagram Live. And uh-huh. then we got another beer to review for this week's episode. So Excellent. Super excited about what they have to offer. Yeah. So we should get started. Let's do it. Let's jump into the running segment of our show. And if I had prepared in all honesty and complete clarity, if I had prepared, I would have a bell sound. A bell sound. Yeah, I would have a bell sound. You mean like a like a bellhop's bell? Like yeah, a, like a bellhop's bell, like ding. Like, you know, I can't, I just. And why know. would you have that? Because every week, in especially in the summer months, we talk about the Florida heat and humidity. Yeah, we joked on one of our Facebook Live, Instagram Live beer chats that we should have the Run, Eat, Drink podcast weather segment. Yes. That we start the show with, which is basically going to be five minutes of us complaining <laughs> about the Florida heat, yeah. the rain, uh-huh. the lightning, and the thunder. Uh-huh. All because the weather. It's, it's an ever-present thing for us uh-huh. in our training. Yes. So Yes. It's not like we go through a change like our northern friends, like, oh, we can have this season where we talk about heat and humidity, and then, oh, we have a season where we can talk about humidity rain, and heat. sleet, snow. No. Not in Florida, No. <laughs> no. We talk about it's it's 24/7 365. It's it's either hot or slightly less hot or slightly more hot and you know, degrees maybe, of humidity. Maybe like one week, one week of the year we'll go, "Oh wait, it's a positive weather segment." Well, now to be fair, here in Florida when when to fall be fair. Yeah. Sorry. A little letter Kenny reference there. <clears throat> uh, when when fall hits, you can feel the change in the air because the air dries out. It is so true. And, and it's like a switch is flipped. It makes such a difference. But And I know I should be grateful for this heat and humidity of the Florida summer because it makes our fall and winter running that much more awesome. We feel great. In the fall and winter months when the humidity is so much lower. Oh, yes. We're like, runs yes. Are, runs are faster. This makes us appreciate it. I'm, I'm muttering far fewer curse words yeah, during my run. That is I'm, not going to share here because, you know, we don't want the explicit text. Exactly. So the joke was uh, one of our, one of our, uh, one of you that was actually following along with the, <laughs> with the show on the Facebook and Instagram live yes. suggested that we get a, a bell and ring it every time like, we start ding. talking or complaining about the heat and humidity. So that may happen. That may, that may rear its head at some point here yeah. on the show. And then we'd be like copying, we would be like copycats of one of our favorite podcasts, the, the be our guest podcast, because every time they say the word charcuterie, they ring a bell. If I could ring a bell and get some charcuterie right now, I would. I, well, it's not like it emerges or it appears to them on that show. It's just that they mention it because one of the co-hosts, Pam Forrester, the owner of the Magic for Less Travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an awesome travel agency, by the way. Yes, we have used them. They're uh-huh. not, a, not a sponsor of the show. They're just love a it. company that we have used to book mm-hmm. trips in the past. Love it, love it, love it. So, yeah, she loves charcuterie. And the lounges at Walt Disney World, and they they ring the bell every time they talk about good charcuterie that she's <laughs> discovered at these lounges in, in Walt Disney World. So, um, um, we have a bell, but we have it for completely different purposes, just to tell you about, hey, this is a warning, disclaimer, we're about to talk about our favorite, favorite things in Florida, heat and humidity. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So that may that may make an appearance or mm. some some variety, some Ding. offshoot of that. Some kind happen. of sound effect. We don't know. We have to perfect it. So needless to say, there was in fact heat and humidity on our runs this week. Thunderstorms. And and a whole lot of that. So let's talk about your running. You've been you've been overcoming injury and I was yeah. very impressed with what I saw. I what mean, were you impressed with? 
Well, seeing you out there actually running on that ankle. Okay, let's dial it down a notch. I wasn't, let's see, you know, let's say I, I wasn't setting world records like Marco Cicetto, who introduced our show today. Well, this is true. Okay. I was testing it out, you know, warming up, doing some drills, just like 15 seconds worth of drills here and there, and then trying a 555. And how did it go? You know, I'm not fast, but I'm a back of the packer, so it's relative, right? Right. So I would say I'm doing better than I was last week, but not as fast as I've ever been. Okay. We're we're getting there. There's still some swelling. There's still some bruising. Yeah, I can see it when, when I look at your ankle side by yeah. side. I can still see some swelling in that I'm working ankle. it out. It's going to, you know, so really my training week is not all that interesting to report to you because, yes, I just did a couple of 30-minute short, Training maintenance sessions, if you will, walking. And then I did a three-miler on the weekend just like Jeff Galloway, America's Coach and Hours, said that I should do. And he was like, don't worry, because I was having, I don't know, was having a conniption, I was having a fit, it was whatever you want to say mm-hmm. about, oh my God, we're behind on a long run, we're behind on a long run, but everybody, and everybody who is training for a goal knows the kind of, you know, you get the initial training plan, it's perfect, you put it into the calendar, you're never going to miss a run, a long run, which is the key to the training for your 10K, your half, your full, whatever it is, and then you get to unexpected events. Life gets in the way. And your training is never 100% perfect, but... I think that if you overcome challenges, or at least this is the how I'm thinking of this current challenge, you overcome the challenge, you know you can readjust training, you're the captain of your own ship, as our coach likes to say, mm-hmm. you're going to get back on track and you're going to do the very best you can to meet that challenge and complete your training. And you've got a lot of time between now and January. It's not like it's, hey, the race is next week. Right. Really. You know, so. That's enough about me. That's enough. What about you? Well, I basically was doing some 5Ks, again, to not mirror, but, you know, since you're not doing long, long runs, I'm kind, no. of, I'm kind of trying to keep my running in line with yours. So I was doing shorter runs, mm-hmm. playing around again with the Garmin a little bit. And what I was doing was not paying attention to the conditions outside and pushing myself further and faster than I probably should have, given the You were heat not and paying attention? I was you not. You did not? No, because I decided I was going to go out and I thought, oh, I'm backing it down. I'm, I'm instead of doing a 2040, I'm just going to do a 1545, right? Three to one ratio for uh what? The the walking versus running. Correct. So segment. 15 seconds of running, mm. 45 seconds of walking. Yeah. And I figured I would do that for my 5K and mm. I did. And mm-hmm. when I started my run at 11.30 in the morning on my off day. Sorry, that's 11.30. Yeah, that's that. the sun's up, the heat's out. I mean, it's just, it was 30 just. 30 minutes before noon. High noon. Yeah. Yeah. So again, the other bell that I'll be ringing on the show is a, an alarm bell for me to wake up before the sun comes up. Because how many times have I said I need to do that? How many alarms do we set in the morning? Well, I specifically turn. You know? Again, I like I mentioned, you know, last week when <laughs> with my shift work on my off days, I've yeah. been trying to get more sleep. Yeah. So I decided I'm just gonna run my run when I get up. So. Got coffee, got hydrated, got out there at 1130 Mm. and did my run. Mm. And it kicked my butt. I 
was I, I went out, started out strong, mm-hmm. and in the front half of it, I was I was very strong, and in the back half, it was just kicking my butt. So as it tends to do, yeah. But all things considered, and there there were many segments where, especially in the back half, where I just instead of running that fifteen <laughs> seconds, like I just walked the, the whole timer thing. went off, and you're like, nope. nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been there, been there so much. But yeah, I went out so hard in the beginning that even with doing that in the second half, my overall times were a little over 14 minutes a mile on average, like 1420. I would love to have that. So, you know, love it. All in all, not too bad. No. For basically a three to one ratio. You like did we great said. And considering the time. At the end of it, day, that uh, those runs yeah. or that run in particular, I was just smoked. I mean, I I drank another basically two liters of water, mm. uh, took my vitamins, and I, and I guess I should incorporate in here that I'm I'm being a little crazy, and you've jumped on the crazy train with me. Well, we're going to talk about eating habits now. Well, a little bit because that's going to you know kind of lead us into what our um, our normal food options are when we're eating. Yeah. I decided to start doing some intermittent fasting yes. and incorporate this. And yeah. you know, normally my intermittent fasting is really on a daily basis where I, I would have a, a feed window that starts, you know, after usually after noon mm-hmm. and goes till about five or six o'clock. So about six hours of the day I'm, I'm, able to eat and then fasting for the other 18. Mm. I decided to try out after doing some reading and listen to some, listening to some podcasts uh, to try actual fasting, fasting like for an entire day and then an really? entire two days, an entire two days and, people and then work my way up to doing like a three day fast. And on that, on those fasting days, it's just my, the only food would be my multivitamin and then basically drinking water. And that could be either, you know, still water or sparkling water and black coffee. It's it's great. (laughs) So it's fabulous. Let me make it really clear. I didn't say Amy, Let's both do this. I said, I I'm going to do this. I was trying to be supportive. I still am. And she jumped on the bandwagon. So yeah. in the midst of doing this, I haven't stopped my runs. So last week, my, my runs were mainly very fast walks working on um, my turnover Cadence. in the walking segment. Yeah. And then this past week, I've been doing the actual interval work, but... I haven't done a lot of running on an empty stomach that's truly empty. Like, and there are people out there who do that. They, you know, race mornings. They don't normally eat anything. No, no, and they're okay. But I, I do that plenty. What I'm <laughs> talking about is not just my stomach is empty. I'm empty. Well, yes, like completely empty. Okay. Except for water, all right, for two days, and mm. then it's time to go run. Yeah, so that's mm. been mm. unusual. Yes, now indeed, I, I I will say that I haven't really had any problems with hunger pangs. I haven't had any lightheadedness, any dizziness. And by the way, to make it very clear, I am not recommending that anybody do this. I fully admit that it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, um, and this is, I would never consult your doctor for any nutritional, nutritional modifications, exercise, medicine, exercise, anything. This is our disclaimer. Yeah. We are not recommending anybody do this. So we are not medical experts, et cetera. No, don't, don't do what we do. But um, what I what listen I listen to the craziness that we have done. Yeah, just I'm just sharing my craziness. So, <laughs> so I was I've been doing this for um, a couple of days here, a couple of days there over the last what two weeks? Yeah, mm, has it been? Yeah, since we got yeah. back from Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So two weeks. About two weeks. Heading yep. into week three. Mm-hmm. So a couple days on, couple days off. I will just say it makes me really appreciate the food when it comes time to eat. Yes. And I'm going to do this heading into next week mm-hmm. as we train for and run the, is it the last of our series? It is. It's, it's the last of our Run Disney Summer Race Series. Yeah. We are running the Haunted Mansion, Mansion 5K, 5K. Yeah. next week. And this medal, I can't wait. I Next week, I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to just reminisce a little bit about Disney to a park that we didn't really get into last time we visited, Mm-mm. this most recent visit. And just uh, to talk about the medal and, and the whole, the series as a whole and the, and the bonus medal that we get. And, and maybe by then we will have the medals in hand. I was going to say, I really want to get them. A lot of people are starting to post on social media. I'm seeing the photos too. That they have received their medals. I can't, I logged into my account to make sure that my shipping address was cool. And it is? Yeah. Okay. But I'm, I just wonder what is happening and where they are because I want them. Everything is slowed down right now. So we'll yeah. get them. I have yeah. no doubt. So, we just have to be patient. So, preview for next week. Yes. Haunted Mansion 5K, even and, if we don't have the medals. And I'll probably be running that one on an empty stomach, too. Who but knows? the nice thing is, after I have been fasting for a day or two, mm. maybe even three, depending on what day we run this, no. we get to break that fast with some amazing food. Mm-hmm. And that food was is going to be courtesy of a recipe or some recipes from oh, I think plural, yeah. Our guest. Juliana Hever, the plant-based dietitian who has been featured on the Dr. Oz show. She's given a TEDx talk. Uh-huh. She had a, a show, What Would Juliana Do, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She has authored... Complete Idiot's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition. Volume, or version one, and then there's a second edition. Mm -hmm. And she also co-authored the Healthspan Solution. And her website, uh, plantbaseddietitian.com, just full of resources, full of recipes, tips, tricks, anything to support going whole food, plant-based lifestyle. Yeah. She's an amazing resource. She, and, and what I really love about her is that she's not trying to convert anybody nope. or be preachy or nope. anything like that. She's presenting the science. And by the way, neither are we. Yeah. You guys know. Uh-huh. And, and if you're newer to the show, this is going to kind of explain it. We go, we eat plant-based we call it six days a week. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's longer. Yeah. Sometimes it's shorter. Yeah. And we usually save day seven, quote unquote, for when we're doing the show and we're yeah. reviewing something for you guys. And where we want to feature food and beverage post-race that you want to explore and indulge in. And oftentimes those are delicious, meaty dishes. Yes. Usually mm-hmm. they are. But a, a lot of times we get questions from listeners about what we're doing in terms of our lifestyle, mm-hmm. our health and fitness. Because if you go back to the first episode of the year, we kind of gave Aww. everybody uh, kind of a reintroduction to us and our story. And, you know, we started going whole food plant-based uh, most of the time purely for health reasons. Mm. And as a result, both of us have lost 70 pounds and I have taken my blood pressure down 70 points. Mm-hmm. So y- using the resources that Juliana helped author, mm-hmm. that was a large part of it. So to get to talk to her now twice for the show is a huge thrill and a huge honor for me. It's it's amazing to be able to say thank you to her for helping us overcome kind of this this health crisis that we had. Yeah. 
And so what you're about to hear is an excerpt from the interview. She spent about an hour with us. It was awesome. We're going to give you just about uh, 10 minutes here. And this is going to kind of give you just a quick introduction as to why whole food plant-based. And then we're going to talk about this recipe in particular that we're going to discuss when we come back from the interview. So Mm. here is our talk with Juliana Hever, the plant-based dietitian. It is time for the eating portion of our show here on the Runny Drink Podcast. And to be honest with you, I'm a little starstruck. Yeah, me too. I am. And I'm also, I... It's a heartfelt thank you that I want to give to this person that we have such an honor and pleasure to talk with today. Juliana Hever, the plant-based dietitian, joins us for the eating portion of our show today. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. That's quite an intro. (laughs) I'm grateful. Well, you know, we, we've had you on once before, and we consider you a friend of the show. We do. I, we've never met in person, no. but I've been watching your videos. I've been listening to anything I can get with your content because mm-hmm. your message and your information has, number one, it's helped me and Amy both lose 70 pounds. Yes. And wow. it has taken 70 points Literally 70 points off of my blood pressure. Wow. And helped me not be so worried about losing my partner in life. Yes. Yes. I mean, I love to say as as thrilled and as amazing as that sounds maybe to your audience, I always say that results are typical and that with the application of eating whole plant foods, this is what happens. And I'm thrilled for you because that you found it because it is so effective and amazing. Well, you know, when I, when I started my weight loss and healthful eating journey, and it was almost two years, a little over two years ago now. Yeah. Cause April yeah, was when April. we started. Um, that, you know, that I, I was craving something that I could do that was just going to really move the needle and give me dramatic results and not just in the weight loss, but also in, in the, in, in my numbers, my, my mm-hmm. blood work, my, my blood pressure, everything. It's like the well-rounded, all the health metrics, right? Yeah, everything. Yeah. And I found you and I really got attracted to the things that you were saying because you were, were presenting it from a different perspective than a lot of internet personalities do. You aren't preachy. You, you, no. you're not really proselytizing so much as you're saying, here's the, here's the science. And you know, you talk about the benefits of whole food, plant-based eating. What, what, but what are the benefits? Could you kind of just tell people a little bit, like in a, in a yeah. nutshell, what the main reason yes. for going this way is? Oh, there's so many reasons. But the stuff that's the most substantiated in the literature, that I mean, there's just no arguing with it really at this point, is the fact that eating a whole food, plant-based diet is the only way we've ever effectively been able to actually reverse, like you just said, reverse advanced stage cardiovascular disease Mm. and type two diabetes, not that you had that, but you had um, the blood pressure, which is the number one cause for cardiovascular disease and the biggest risk factor for a heart attack. So it's actually been shown to reverse those conditions that let me tell you what we learn in nutrition school and what they learn in medical school is that these are not reversible, but in fact, indeed, it often is. It's I've seen it happen so many times now. The other mm. benefits that are just as amazing is that it de- decreases mortality risks, decreases mortality risk from cardiovascular disease, decreases risk for certain cancers, helps optimize, like you said, blood pressure, cholesterol, blood glucose levels, helps with weight loss and maintaining weight loss very easily. It just naturally makes it just so much easier and healthful. Uh, and then there's things in the research that's building, like decreased risk for Alzheimer's and MS, mm. other autoimmune diseases, things that we just, I mean, it's just, and I've been teaching now specifically this for 15 years. And I still, to this day, I get these stories that I can't believe things were resolved from choosing to eat this way. So mm. it is quite extraordinary. And that's just the tipping point of it. I mean, like the tip of the iceberg, because like, like little things like acne, lifelong acne, or not so little things like chronic asthma or allergies. Well, not all allergies, but certain, mm. aller- like, uh, yeah. especially the stuff that's related to asthma, these things improve. I mean, this is just, like I 
say results are typical. I see it all the time. It's extraordinary. You know, we are the runny drink podcast. So we do we do run and hopefully we'll run actual in-person races once again at some point I hope at so. some point but we're doing virtual and we're keeping up the training and staying motivated in, in this way of eating are there considerations for uh, for athletes or runners um who are training um just period well i mean there's always it's it's really funny that's another thing that i love about eating this way is that it's a one size fits all diet. It works for every population mm -hmm. and there's fine tuning, but not that much because the notable nutrients are the same. You may need a little bit more, but then if you're athletic and you're training, you're going to be hungrier and you're just going to be by default, eat more. Mm -hmm. So it's, yes, there are some certain considerations in terms of, but I mean, I'm sure you guys have been through the, the process of having to learn when you could eat optimally, how to eat to like not bonk, to not have cramps, right. to not that stuff kind of comes up and you have to teach yourself. So it's the same thing. You're just doing it with plant foods. There are notable nutrients. I talk about this in all of my books and I would encourage anyone on a plant-based diet to be mindful of these certain nutrients because no diet is perfect. No diet has everything, but, um, but every diet should be conscientiously made and executed. And so the notable nutrients on a plant-based diet include vitamins B12, D, K2, and then iodine and zinc, as well as the one macronutrient, the one essential fat would be the long chain uh, omega-3 fatty acids. So those are just mm. things to be mindful of. And I go into deep dives on my website and on my little videos and my and all my books. So you could find that all the science and information out there, but those are just nutrients that you're not, you're not going to necessarily get on a plant-based, something like B12, you won't get on a plant-based diet. You may get a little bit here and there in a fortified food that's just not reliable. And B12 deficiency is a real thing in vegans and it concerns me very much. Mm. So you do need to be mindful of those nutrients. And uh, if you're athletic, you're going to need more. You're just going to eat more and you're going to eat more of the right things and that will fuel you. And the benefits of eating a plant-based diet for an athlete perspective is that you're flooding your system with phytonutrients that are very helpful with inflammation. And what does mm. running and exercise do? It promotes inflammation. That's mm -hmm. just part of the process. Not that it's bad. Some of it's good, of course, but um, <laughs> it helps soothe and quench some of that inflammation. So sure. it's kind of nice. I've been seeing some of your videos float across Instagram and it's just, it, you make it accessible and you make it real. And on plant-based, uh, plantbaseddietitian.com, we have had a favorite recipe over the last two weeks. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw you share this. I, I want to say you shared it on Facebook is where I saw it initially. And I went, ooh, that sounds good. And we've been eating, I, I've been making this by the, the boatload just about <laughs> your cream of mushroom cauliflower rice. And you said that this is your favorite dish. Can you talk a little bit about it and what your inspiration was for it? Oh, you guys, this is so much fun. I'm so excited to talk about this. Here's the, because it's a story. There's a whole story here. Oh, awesome. So Good. Funny. So I don't know, six months ago, I, okay, I love mushrooms. I love cauliflower rice. And I loved, there's two recipes in our book, the mushroom wild rice soup. And Which then we the, love. Um, yeah. the, the, thank you. And then the, um, uh, the gravy, the mushroom gravy, that's like a Thanksgiving -y type of recipe. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love those two recipes. So one, and then rice doesn't sit very well with me. Like the, I love wild rice, but it doesn't like, I don't know. It just, it's not the best food for me, like my body. Um, not that it's not healthy. It's very, very healthy. It just slows down my GI tract is the, the real, you know, TMI yeah. fact. <laughs> so one day, one day I started experimenting when I was home in my, in my little apartment. I'm like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make it with cauliflower rice. And then it just started to evolve and change. And I was like, oh my God. And I couldn't stop talking about it. So I've had, I don't know, a bunch of podcast interviews and interviews over the last just six months, just coincidentally, this came up, it kept coming up because I was eating it every day. I kid you not, like I'm making boatloads of it too. And like, I can't oh. keep up. Like I, I know exactly what, when I have to go to stock up on mushrooms, cause there's a lot of mushrooms involved where mm -hmm. I get my favorite cauliflower rice. And I've added, I started adding things to it, like a jalapeno, which sounds bizarre, Ooh. but it tastes so good. Yeah. And like, it just, it just evolved and evolved and evolved. And it's my favorite recipe. So then after, because I was talking about it on all these podcasts and shows, everyone was like reaching out to me. I want that recipe. Where's that recipe? Now here's the funny part. 
it's delicious, but it's so darn ugly. It is the ugliest recipe. It's like gray and looks yucky and it's called, it just gross. So how do, so I, my problem was I wanted to post it, but I wanted a good picture. Mm. So I was taking pictures every time I make it and it just, I couldn't get the right one. I had a couple fans reach out to me and say, I'll make the picture for you. Just post a damn recipe. I'm like, okay, so I had a couple <laughs> fans make it for me. And I love them. And I was grateful for that, but I still wasn't like the picture that would sell it. So I, I just wasn't ready. I just, I, I don't know. So finally I'm like, okay, this is going to require a professional and I'm not, a, I'm a horrible photographer. I mean, I know where my strengths are. I know where my weaknesses are. I cannot take a photo to save my life, especially oh. food. So I have so much respect for the people that can. So Absolutely. truth. Yeah. Oh, I went to Hannah Kaminsky. She did my cover for vegetarian diet and she's so talented. I'm like, if anyone could make this pretty, it's Hannah. And she did. And I was so excited because yeah. I finally was able to post it a couple of weeks ago. And actually then I got the idea to hire her to, to shoot some other recipes that I've wanted to highlight because they're some of my favorite recipes. So I'm going to bring them back from old days. And um, so stay tuned for some more recipes. Fantastic. Nice. I'll, I'll tell you, the I, I saw it. I said, we're going to make this this week. I, yeah. I, I made, I got enough for two batches because I had a feeling I, I was going to really like <laughs> this. I made the first batch and I was like, oh my gosh. I said, not only does this remind me of something that's very thanksgiving -y, yes but for me it actually triggered a little bit of a, of a childhood memory of all things and this is i promise you this is a compliment it's not initially going to sound like it it reminded <laughs> oh, no. me of a school lunch item that i used to get and they would do really? tur turkey and gravy over rice and, really? And I just have a positive association at that time of my life with that bit of food. See, it's that whole social thing with food. Mm, yeah. Coming well. back to that. And then this this was very similar in terms of the texture, the, the sauce, the gravy that it makes. And yeah. it was just so warming and comforting. And by the way, easy to make. I mean, this is throw it together in no time at all and you and, mm -hmm. and you've got a you've gotten a food for several days oh yeah and it's well, so homey like it's like <laughs> like you said it, it connects to that dish that you talked about at school right but this it just what it makes me feel like you could sit down and have a, a celebration and it's it just it celebrates those thanksgiving flavors to me and it brings me back to my favorite holiday and my favorite time of saying thank you to people like just that Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays and all of the herbs too, and spices are just, they take me back to that, that time in November where you can just stop and say thank you to so many people who have helped you and loved you and supported you. And, and you, even though we have never met, you have helped and supported us in ways that you will never know. So there are so many reasons that I love this dish. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I was calling it Thanksgiving in a dish or in a yeah. bowl. And then, when, and then I was all nervous for people to try it because what if they don't like it as much as me because I've been talking about it for so long. It's so good. Really. Thank you. In fact, you're not the only one that's going to be eating that after this interview. We've got some in the fridge ourselves. We're on it. So. Oh my yes. gosh. I've got to like hide the mushrooms from my market because it's going to, they're going to be shortages of mushrooms now and cauliflower rice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so great. She really is. Now. So real. Let's get down to brass tacks though. Okay. This dish, number one, we're going to link to this recipe. Of course. In the show notes. Naturally. If the idea of something that harkens back to some of those holiday flavors Yum. with a rich gravy, mm. whether you choose to do it over cauliflower rice or regular rice. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like you can modify. Oh, yeah. And I think that Juliana is talking about playing with some of the elements of the recipe to bump up spice versus not. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and if you could, of course, leave leave out the jalapeno completely if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Trust me. Put meat in the dish if you wanted to. Oh, uh, yeah. You could definitely use this base and then add in tur yeah. turkey or mm -hmm. whatever yeah. you would like. It makes such an incredibly rich mushroom gravy oh. that you would never know when you're eating is a vegetarian or vegan alternative. 
Mm. And that's what I love about her dishes. Now, she's not trying to trick you. She's not no. She's not trying to pass this off as something that it isn't. Mm-mm. She's leaning into the fact that this is whole food plant-based. Yeah. And this is just something that would give you a great alternative. Mm-hmm. Uh, one batch of this makes, I think for us, it makes like six servings. Yeah, I think you can you can divide it up into bigger or smaller servings. You know, it's uh, for us. I think it takes us through several days. Yeah, so of several days of being prepared. Yes, like having prepared foods because it keeps very well. It does. Yeah, I think I believe that her guidance on the website says it's a store for about five days. Mm. Chances are really good if you make this, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Yeah, it's not. Totally. And, and we just, we, we pre-package it, pre-portion mm-hmm. it, and I guess you could freeze it. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but, you know. Sure. We, we don't often freeze our our entrees. I mean, because we're looking forward to having them. Yes. In the week. So, and I would just like to shout out Juliana's photographer. Oh, yeah. Because it's always challenging Certain dishes may... Things that are one color, regardless of what that color may be. a photography challenge. Yes. And Hannah Kaminsky, if I I hope I'm saying that right. I believe you are. She and Juliana, they gave us permission to use it as part of the episode artwork. She took a fantastic... Hannah took a fantastic photograph of this dish that just reminded me of a beautiful Thanksgiving table. Yeah. And, and, you know, those flavors of thyme and rosemary and sage is just, it's... Sage is where it's at. It really is. Oh. And, and you can play with those levels of spice in there to get it right where you want it. But yeah. give this a try. I promise you, you're not going to be disappointed. Let and us know what you think, it is too. It's so fulfilling and satisfying and comforting. Mm. You're going to love it. And you're not going to believe that it's plant-based dish. I just let us know if you try it, you know, info at runnydrink.net. Yes, we would love your input and your thoughts on this dish. Yeah, let us know. Uh, Runny Drink Podcast on Instagram and Facebook or Runny Drink Pod on Twitter. We will be linking to plantbaseddietitian.com in the show notes. Head on over there and check out this recipe plus a myriad of others that Juliana has prepared for you. And you can also check out some of her informational resources, her research, her articles, anything you want to know about making the transition to going to a plant-based lifestyle. Bam. But before we go on, there are many ways that you guys have started supporting the show, and we can't thank you enough. Some of you have made purchases through our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Some of you have purchased shorts, running shirts. We can't wait to see you in them on social media. Or in a race someday when or we're actually able to run in person physically again. Physically with you. Can't S- wait for that. And some of you have been leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts to help us grow the Runcation Nation because doing that helps us get seen and discovered. And we're going to share one of those later in the episode. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And, you know, others have seen us at races and said, we love what you do. We want to help you keep going long term so that we can be back of the Packers with you at races or virtually we we want to know what is a long-term way we can support the show and so we have come up with and introduced a patreon and if you go to patreon.com slash run eat drink podcast you'll see that we've introduced three levels of monthly support from two dollars to five dollars to ten dollars each of those levels have their own specially designed perks and we want you to know we are so happy to have all of you as listeners to our show. Our show will, our, our podcast, the Runny Drink Podcast, will always be free. But if you are looking for a way to support the show because you want to see more behind the scenes bonus content or listen to more behind the scenes bonus content, like the full length interview that we did with Juliana Hever, the plant-based dietitian. Which will be on our Patreon in the upcoming week. 
you can go to patreon.com slash running drink podcast and you can find out more. And if you are in the Podbean ecosystem, just go to the top of our podcast page, click on the button that says become a patron. Mm. They have their own patron program over there on Podbean and we've set up those exact same levels on Podbean that mm-hmm. you'll find on Patreon. So wherever you go, where be it Podbean or the patreon.com slash runny drink podcast, you will see the exact same dollar amounts, the exact same levels that you can use to support the show and get more for becoming a patron. And we can't thank you all enough for supporting our show. Now, I've already said it. That was a hot run that I I did. And I worked up a heck of of a thirst. Yes, you did. Doing it. Well, I did too. That three miler was hot. So we went to Coastal Days Brewery in Fort Myers. It's just on the cusp of downtown Fort Myers. It's yes. A, it's a really cool small batch brewery that has a nautical theme. Oh. And some of the nicest people that own it and run it. Very passionate people. And I just like that we are able to come back into the tap room now because they have gotten the food license. Yes. Because the environment in there just makes me close my eyes. I take a look around. I see all the nautical references and I close my eyes and it's like we're on the water on a boat. Yeah. And we're just, it is the most laid back tap room really you can relax in your off time and you you're with the most relaxed and fun people you really are and what i think is cool is the owner leans heavily on traditional brewing styles Mm -hmm. and isn't afraid to experiment with some new stuff but he does the traditional brewing styles and we hit the brewery this week we picked up a growler for our Facebook and Instagram live beer chat that we did, I think on Tuesday nights. We did. And that was the Rockin' Reef Red. And that's a new addition to their lineup. And this is a, let's see, here's their description from the website. Mm. It says, while originally derived from an English bitter with less hop character, an Irish red ale has become a go-to style in many breweries throughout America, which is true. I am a big fan of Irish reds. With an amber hue, this slightly sweet yet crisp beer has delicate flavors of toffee, caramel, and a hint of biscuit, followed by a subtle roasted dryness. Mm. Unlike other styles, this beer holds very little bitterness and leans more toward a malty palate. Malty, caramely, 6% ABV, Irish red. And we had this on the Facebook Live and Instagram Live beer chat and absolutely loved this beer. Yum, yum, yum. I... Would go back and get another growler fill. Indeed, In anytime. Fact, I may. Yeah. Later on this week. I fully support that choice. Hundred <laughs> percent. And that prompted us to go. You know what? We're going to feature them on the show this week. So we went back. Uh huh. Over the weekend, and we picked up another growler. Love it. And this is one that you suggested. Well, you know, I love the alliteration of the Rock and Reef Red. But I also love the alliteration of the home poured honey wheat, which is 5.5% ABV. And it says, according to their website, the description is an American wheat style beer given a light honey flavor by using specialty malt rather than honey additions, which I find interesting just outside the description. Uh, And then... Just forgive me if I butcher any more of this, but Northern Brewer and Czech Saz or Saz. I'd go Saz, S-A-A-Z. Lead to a pleasant, slightly complex summertime honey, uh, American honey wheat beer. American honey. 
wheat beer. And I will tell you that it is not overly sweet. It is a subtle honey kind of flavor. Very light, refreshing. I would say medium to high carbonation. I loved it. Well, I'm how did gonna, you feel I'm gonna about it? Admit something right here. What? I am a bad podcaster. Why? I did not read this description before we recorded. If you had not told me just now in reading this that they didn't use honey in it, I never would have known. It's it, great, isn't it? It has a well, hint, secret that hint of honey. Well, it's it not secret. Actually, is very reminiscent. <laughs> uh, there's another brewery here in Florida that does a, a beer called Orange Blossom Pilsner. Yes, indeed. And that is a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. And this one is in some ways very reminiscent of that. I think I may like this one better. I agree. And <laughs> and I that's not taking anything away from no, OVP, mind you. No, not at all. This is, this is, the fact is, this is local and this just has that wheat characteristic that Mm -hmm. I really like. I love a a good wheat flavor or like a bread flavor Mm -hmm. type went out of a beer. And what makes me even more excited is that we may be able to sometime get this available in cans. Did I understand that to be the case? In talking with the owner, I came to find out that they are starting to do in-house canning and they're Mm. going to have 12 ounce cans available for sale and they're going to be doing their their core beers right and and this is one of theirs that they consider a core beer is the seize the day ipa a core beer i think it is i believe so and it's great too and that's coming from me miss you know miss not a fan of ipa there's there's ipa in this what (laughs) yeah so um yeah they're going to be doing cans they bought two cooler units for the tap room they're going to fill that up love that and i wasn't quite sure maybe they're still working it out i mm-hmm. don't know if they if they were saying that they'll do canning on demand similar to uh, like, like a crowler fill like a like we've seen crowlers at like fort myers brewing company and, and right? several others yeah yeah but the, their specific setup is not for the 32 ounce crowler cans it's no. for the 12 ounce cans yeah well i mean so i'll know, be curious to see if they get that going We'll just, well, I'll set up in the tap room. I'll be having a great flight, and I'll just say, listen, I'm going to put my order in right now. If you, just, I'm going to wear you out making these cans for me before I go. Because, <laughs> you know, I love the beer. And these two in particular, this Rock and Reef Red and the Homeport Honey Wheat, if you're ever in Fort Myers, if you are an out-of-town listener, there are several places that we have talked about that you need to stop on your Southwest Florida vacation, this Coastal Days Brewery is one. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so happy that they got their food license. Their kitchen is so huge. It is. It's an, it's enormous. I don't really know how they, they managed so to fit big. all that equipment in there. Actually, they have. Just kidding. They have two items. Just on their kidding. Menu. Their Just item kidding. is a hot dog. Yeah. And chips. Uh-huh. But. I want to go and I want to have, like, when we're off plan day i just want to do it but just to support them they they met the requirements of the licensing and they only have enough food equipment to meet the requirements of the licensing so it's basically (laughs) a tabletop hot dog steamer it's great and i love it bags of chips and complimentary condiments i just think that these breweries it's this has been a year i can't believe the year that 2020 has been. Yeah. But when you think about the creativity, the ingenuity, the hard work that the that these breweries and the people that work there and own those breweries have come up with, the dedication and the hard work, I just can't, I can't support them enough. I know exactly what you mean. You know, I just want to because they're, they're amazing. And they're, and they're working so hard yeah. to keep the doors open and the lights on. And they just, they need our support. And I would give it to them every day and twice on Sunday, I'm telling and, you. And these are businesses that do so much to support the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
breweries are often the first places to sponsor charity events. Oh, gosh. Many breweries become yeah. uh, critical infrastructure, a key resource mm -hmm. for disaster recovery because so many of them have the ability to filter water. Yeah, water. Or can water. Especially like in a hurricane season where yeah. we are. Exactly. In the heart of a hurricane season right now. So these are businesses that are are have worked very hard to inculcate themselves mm. into the into their communities and yeah. and we think it's important for the communities to support them in this time. Yeah. There are some that are combination breweries and then distilleries so that they have been able to make hand sanitizer. Right. And I just, to all of you across the state of Florida and wherever we have been, the way that you support your local communities and the way that you have worked hard to stay open and give people just a place to kick back and have some fun and relax in the stressful times that we live in right now, Coastal Days, you're one of those, and we applaud you. Absolutely. So, that does it for this week. Next week, we mentioned it, Haunted Mansion 5K. Whoa. I can't do it. I oh, can't. sorry. Sorry, no. <laughs> Foolish mortals. Yeah. I can't. Okay. We're also going to be flashing back to a restaurant that we checked out for the first time after many, many recommendations from mm -hmm. listeners and friends alike. No kidding. At um, Disney's Animal Kingdom, and that is the Yak and Yeti. Yum-o. And we have another special interview. We can't say anything else, though. Nope. nope. We just have to, you have to wait. You have to stay, t then we're giving you a teaser so you can stay tuned in. Exactly. So please come back next week because you won't want to miss it. We also want to give some special thanks to the latest members of the Runcation Nation who left a review oh. on Apple Podcasts. And even our dog, Danny, wants to give them a special thank she you. Is, Did you hear she that? She is saying thank you. She's saying thank you. When you leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts, it helps us get discovered because it's all about the algorithm and that helps us grow the community. And it lets us know what you think of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And this review is left by someone whose screen name is r in law 1218 we have no idea who you are but whoever you are this is the the five star rating and review that you left i mean the people who take this time to i mean it's 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 a substantial review and, and would you like me to read it because you cry every time you read it i can try you want me to try? It's up to you. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Here we go. You may take over in certain paragraphs if I just let you know. Okay. Okay. So RN Law 1218, last Wednesday, wrote us, okay, truth in advertising, I am a back-of-the-pack runner, and I enjoy others who don't set out every race to smoke everyone and set a PR. Amy and Dana are first two wonderful people. And second, the most interesting and sincere podcast for running, looking to destination run. The reviews of each run are right on spot, and you find out interesting places you might not realize existed at the race venue. What truly makes the podcast special is that Amy and Dana actually care about the people who listen and this podcast is a passion of love for them, and it shows. They get interesting guests, and you owe it to yourself, if you're a runner, to listen to this podcast. That's awesome. I made it. You made it. I she made it. First time reading it where she didn't cry. I made it. And are in law 1218, <gasps> we can't thank you enough for saying that. That is so sweet and so heartfelt and it just made our made our week oh. seeing that and i can't tell you how many times we've read that because it's just so nice that we've touched somebody out there with our little passion project here yeah so thank you if you like what you hear we do ask that you leave a rating and review it, it, it really helps helps us so much yeah more and than you know if you want to support the show, of course, you can become a patron like we mentioned during the, the mid-roll of the show. There are multiple patronage levels from $2 to $10, each with their own special perks. 
Find out more and support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Or if you're a Podbean user and you're in the Podbean app, you can always click on the button that says become a patron at the top of the page. Or Danny wants me to remind you that you can go to patron.podbean.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast to learn more. It's the exact same levels whether you're on Patreon or you're in Podbean. So... Check it out if you want another way to support the show and get some great bonus content from this week's show alone. Exactly. And so much more. So, guys, thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.